Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks YouTube live show. My name is Aaron, your host, joined by Nate again here in 6 p.m. Eastern Time Monday. Every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we go live to talk about different things happening in the sports car marketplace. And today, Nate, we're talking about where's it going. And when I say it, I just mean everything. Sports cars in general, where are they going? Uh, and this is not necessarily rehashing all the fanatic stuff, but we will talk about it a little bit just to think about what is the spot that the market's in and uh, where do we think it can go? Um, what's up, East Coast? What's up, Two Drews? Sounds like Two Drews can't make it because he's got to work out. What's up, Global Sports Car Investor? And most importantly, I, maybe mo maybe most not importantly, what's up, Nate? How are we doing? Hello. Definitely not most importantly. If I wasn't here, we'd still be doing this. You know what I'm saying? But sure, if nobody in the chat was here, then we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> that is true. But you know I'd be mad if you weren't here doing this. That's true. <laughs> what's up midwest what's up mike brown what's up with my kings uh are we expecting the kings to be really good this year because i sure wasn't i like deer and fox a lot but i don't know about the kings being good this year all right let's get on our first topic and as you can see we're gonna be talking about some kaboom action some uh prism 2021 2022 but first we are looking at some week in review for the market and uh miles bridges was one of sam's favorite players coming this season and after his hot start people saying all-star like numbers for miles bridges which is true i mean first five games he's averaging like 30 some points a game shooting like 40 percent from three or something we're talking about people dropping thousands on his prism parallels a prism tiger stripe nine five sold for four grand four grand nate i think the psa 10 or nine five or something like that sold for nine hundred dollars last april Goodness so God. clearly one trend of the season miles bridges blue psa 10 of 199 sold for a thousand uh, not much to really talk about in that front, just to point out that if you have NBA players and cards of NBA players are playing well, be sure to check on the price updates. You know, I saw a lot of people posting that they're looking for Miles Bridges over the weekend, pulling out his cards, probably going to sell them on eBay. It's always good to make sure to double check what you have if you don't remember, because I'd hate to be the guy that left a tiger stripe Miles Bridges. Now, I would never be that guy because that's an expensive card in its own right. Just sit in a drawer and you forget to pull it out and sell for four grand. You know what I think is interesting about Miles Bridges is he was drafted after his junior year, I think. Um, maybe sophomore year. First year in the league was 20, right? He was a good player at Michigan State. Um, <clears throat> but first year in the league, he was 20. He was fine. 21, fine. 22, a little bit better. 12 and a half points a game, uh, shooting 40% uh, from three on four three attempts a game. But then uh, 23... <coughs> Now, obviously, this is only seven games, but this is when he's breaking out. He's shooting 7.73 point attempts per game and shooting 37% on him, which is really good uh, considering the amount he is shooting while averaging almost 25 points and seven rebounds, a career high on both those stats and a career high in assists. Now, it's only 2.7, but that is a career high, a career high in steals at 1.6. Now, I get it. Small sample size alert all over the place there. But it is kind of cool to see it because in every sport, but especially in the NBA, you just never know when a guy is going to break out. And you're looking at – so this year, he's going to be 24 in like 100 days. Um, so I don't know if this is his age 24 season or his age 23 season. I'm sure it's his age 24 season. Um, I guess it's his age 23 season by basketball reference. But he'll be 24 come January – Oh, no, just kidding, Mark. <laughs> you just spoke 30 seconds on how old this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, 
you just never know at what age these guys are going to break out. So if you're buying into young players, you, I mean, there's going to be hits or hits and misses all over the place. But just because you buy in at a guy at the age of 20, if he was drafted at 19, you buy in at 2021, 20, doesn't mean you have to sell because it was a mistake. He might just blow up two years later, like Miles Bridges did. And there's cool. there's guys like this in every sport. Um, now, are there a lot? No, I'd say most of them probably fizzle out if they're not progressing as they should. But there is cases like this, um, and definitely be keen to to what you have in your collection. Speaking of what you have in your collection, you might have some of this guy just chilling in a, I don't know, inside a dirty sure. sock. I also want to say hi to Bazooka Tom, and I said dirty sock because uh, Iowa was like a dirty sock this weekend. He's a big Iowa fan, but they laid a dud against my Badgers. And Tom and I had a bet. Uh, if the Hawkeyes won, I would have to come live on stream and wear Hawkeyes gear. And if the Badgers won, he'd send me 20 bucks. So I'm $20 richer now. So thank you, Tom. <laughs> Where are we going to get Hawkeyes gear at? I think he was going to send me a shirt. So either way, I think I was coming out with like plus $20 in my pocket or either a shirt or $20 cash. That's amazing. Uh, but Mike White, uh, all I can say is sell him if you got him. Because we're looking at five hundred dollars for an NTRPA of ten and thirteen hundred dollars for a crack dice auto nine five ten after his like four three touchdown or four touchdown four hundred yard performance I think three touchdowns against the Bengals the biggest upset of the season so far. Uh, I don't really know what to say, Nate. Do you have something to say? Because I'm um, lost for words. <laughs> just one of those things that's completely unexpected. But you know, letdown games happen all the time. Bengals had the biggest win in the history of their franchise. Maybe, maybe not. Um, last week when they absolutely decimated the Ravens, like 41 to 17 or something like that, they destroyed them and it was a huge win. So, you know, human nature let down game against a trash jets opponent. You probably don't take it too seriously. You're like, yeah, we're really good. We just destroyed the cream of the crop in our division. Um, and then you come into a game against a terrible jets team with a backup QB in and you, they probably didn't take it seriously all week. And then, you know, they're paying the. They're paying the price for it now, and in the coming weeks, I'm sure that will never happen again, and the Bengals will be right back up there winning and uh, doing really well. Um, that hey. being said, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, you, you, you sound like you're done, but you keep going. Oh, no, you can say, what, what have you got? Well, what I was going to say was, uh, remember when a guy like Kyle Allen got named the starter and won a game? And his cards spiked and then said quarterback who was hurt comes back or whatever happens. Uh, please do me a favor and don't be the guys dropping all this money on Mike White. Oh, for sure. Don't be the money. The guys dropping the money on Mike White. That being said, the Jets, is it the worst idea for them to see if they have something in Mike White? He's a free agent at the end of the year, apparently. See if they have something and let Zach Wilson chill on the bench and learn slowly instead of just throwing him into the fire. I think about it this way. Uh, if it's going to do Zach Wilson better to have him sit on the bench and learn and wait, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes was behind Alex Smith, not behind Mike White. Yeah, and Aaron um, Rodgers was behind Brett Favre, not, not Mike know. White. <laughs> but but not not learning from Mike White on yeah. top of QB, but taking the time to, you know, not be learning rushing it. Book and they, like I, think, I think that a lot of quarterbacks in their time in the NFL could have been good but weren't because one, the team was terrible two, their coaching was terrible. And three, they probably got rushed and fizzled because they couldn't develop. 
So yes, there is probably something to be said for benching Zach Wilson. You're not going to win anything this year anyways. I mean, sometimes you let them learn through mistakes and it helps. Sometimes it ruins their career. Yep. So it's kind of a toss up. I'm not the Jets coach, so I won't make the decision. Uh, well, if you're not winning anyways, I think I would probably use Mike White if I were them. Yeah, probably, and make sure he doesn't get hurt. You know, he's still on that deal right now, so might as well use or, him when you're paying Or him. trade him before the trade deadline for like a future six-round pick to somebody that needs a backup QB in the worst way, and they're willing to bet on Mike White's one performance. <laughs> That's get not the worst idea. Not the worst idea. All right, next up, I just want to throw this in here quick. It's about LeBron. Don't need to spend much time on this, but just threw his post up on Instagram. Uh, PSA 9, Fleer Tradition, up 5% over the last three months. PSA 10, uh, rookie number 221. PSA 10, I think I already said that, down 4% over the last three months. So let's just call these things kind of even over the last three months. My thought here is uh, there was a time last year going into the holidays, going into Black Friday and Thanksgiving and Christmas, so the holidays, and going into the new year that a lot of the cards in the basketball card market, this card market in general, kind of plateaued. And over the last three months, these cards have pretty much flatlined. Not just LeBron cards, but other cards too that are kind of bought and sold on a regular basis, not for like three-month speculation. And I'm not saying there's going to be another explosion in the card market. I don't want to speculate that far. I've heard people say it. There will be. I've heard people say it. there's not going to be. I mean, there's different opinions out there everywhere. But what I can say is that when stuff hits a plateau and you don't see it on like this just like free fall cliff or this insane rise up, it's pretty safe to say that it's a decent time to buy. And buying with the thought of holding longer term and taking profit in the meantime if you can. I'm not saying these exact LeBrons are the ones you should buy or the ones you should look into. It's just an example. I don't really have, have a whole sweeping statement that LeBron's market is undervalued. I'm not trying to say that either. I'm just trying to say that when you see cards that you know steadily plateau when they're desired in the card market, it seems like a decent time to buy, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't be one personally collecting LeBron rookies just because that's not what I collect. That's not my buy and sell. Um, but if you are out there and you are interested in them, I just want to tip you off that these have pretty much stayed the same for the last three months, which is a decent indicator, I'd say, given the past historic performance. Um, I'll be intrigued to see what happens when, over the next six months in the card market. There's going to be a lot of change, I think especially with uh, how Panini and Tops operate and do their business operations and see what deals they sign. With Fanatics news, I, I assume going through, but Nate still says it's just rumors, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Nate's going to play that card out until it fails, I'll say. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yes, just want to tip everyone off to that. And if you're in the chat right now, I know in the past we've had some big LeBron haters in our YouTube live stream. But in your opinion, if you're watching right now, just let us know in the comments. Do you think that now is the right time to look into LeBron rookies or cards like this that are long-term prospects, not necessarily short-term speculation and being a good entry point to where these did dip significantly over the last six months and now they've plateaued and maybe it'll give you some good uh, long-term gains in the meantime. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting. Um, this post did quite well on Instagram. It was a first glimpse, I'd say, at the 2021-22 Prism NBA set. So Panini announced that they are doing NBA NFT Prism base release coming soon. Uh, this is a release that clearly there's no production of, like physical production of. It's just digital. So I'm sure they can release it whenever they feel like they need to. And they released the design for those Prism NFT base cards. Listen, base cards. 
there's no nothing special about these NFTs. There's not even like a cool video pattern on them. It's not even like that those lines on that Kate Cunningham probably move. And now they're going to hear me say that and probably do that. But uh, literally the design is carbon copy aside from making the lines a little bit more uh, visible with the coloring and then jutting in the side a little bit with the block instead of a uh, kind of more of a curve. So in my opinion, I see this and I just think instantly, no creativity. Literally no creativity coming out of the Panini NBA factory right now for one of their most important releases in the entire year. And if they don't do it for more, one of the most important releases in the entire year, how much creativity is going to go into the other releases? Are they going to rehash all those designs too? For Chronicles this year for draft picks, they literally took the design from the previous year's products for everything and applied it to this year's draft picks. Like, I've seen them use the Justin Fields image three times for three different products already of him holding the football, like running to the right. And I know here's for sale post about that, Adam. Uh, I guess if anything from this conversation, y'all can add your thoughts into the, into the comments. Nate can add in his thoughts too. Are we seeing the decline of innovation and investment from Panini in their basketball cards starting right now because of the prospect of Fanatics taking over in 2025, 2026, whenever that's supposed to be, I think 2026. Because I look at this and I say, not only are you going for something like NBA, NFT, prison base, instead of investing your time and money in the stuff that you can physically make better for collectors, but also it's literally no different. And I guarantee you're going to see the same image that you've seen for those same rookies in hoops used in prison, just like they did with John Morant. It's getting really tiring seeing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again from a company that I know can do better and make things better for collectors. Because they've done it with certain products, but they dropped the ball on a whole lot. And I know there's probably people listening out there that love Panini and don't mean to just like completely be negative and I guess be a real damper here. But when I see the biggest product of the year, that's going to rehash the exact same design, but like like, you know, you, as someone commented on Instagram, copy the homework, but don't exactly copy the homework. That's what we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, if you have any thoughts on it, let me know. But I, I'm not I'm not a happy camper. And I think more and more as the future comes, these things are still going to hold value. and They're still going to command people to buy them. But I don't know how many people are actually excited because it's cool. Excited because it's prism in a new year. Well, I, I just if if you were Panini. And oh, you don't you don't give me this wait, devil's advocate. Wait, wait, devil ad, devil's advocating it, doing it. If you were Panini, and uh, you knew you didn't have a future, and you could save time and money design on designing a card, and keep that money in your pocket, and you also know that no matter what you put on that card, every single box that hits a store is going to get bought. Every cello pack that ever gets put into Target. Every blaster box that ever gets put into Walmart, every hobby box that gets put on a shelf at a hobby store is going to get sold no matter what the design is. Hey. Is it crappy? Question. Yes. Question. Do I understand why they do it? Yeah. What's there to say that that runs out at some point? Or what's there not to say that that runs out at some point? You, You look me in the eyes. You look me in the eyes right now and you tell me that you think interest for Prism basketball cards is going to run out because of the design. I'm not going to say it. I'm just bringing up the... the that, that's what I thought. <laughs> I will tell you this much, though. 
the more you do stuff like this, the less confident you make people in buying your other products. And I will say that from user experience, I have became a much bigger fan of Tops Soccer than Panini Soccer over the last year. Much bigger fan. Man, Tops Soccer has done really well. But, aside from the Italian production mess up with Bundesliga and stuff. What's up? But, but if you walked past Prism Soccer cello packs in Walmart, you'd buy them. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I can tell you the month that we break of Topps product is far more than Panini. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's accurate. That's accurate. But it, I'm just saying it's still, it still will get bought no matter what design is on it. They could put literally no border and just the dude standing there with nothing and people would still buy it. Then, it, then it'd be Stadium Club. <laughs> yeah, but with like just a black background. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what's up, Rob? How we doing? Creed said, didn't they say something about the designs not for the physical or something? Uh, I, I didn't see that, but I wonder if uh, after not only our post, but multiple other people probably saying something, if they came out and quickly said that's not going to be the same for the physical. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe they are, they are planning on doing this. As when the does NFT this get released? Only. Huh? When does this get released? I don't Well, the NFT Prism stuff was, on, was coming soon. Physical Prism. I, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, so hold your horses here. Physical Prism normally comes on December. Last year came out in March because of COVID. So we'll see about that. We don't we don't know well, right now. Even even if it came in, out in March, if if that was an accurate statement, it would have to already be accurate. They couldn't just revamp their entire process and print it now. You know, like like if yeah. it was based off if it was based off of people's complaints, there's nothing they could do because even five months probably isn't long enough for them to be able to print all this stuff. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. Uh, Rob says. You're right, Nate. Same if they replace design Bowman draft, people will still buy it. I guess no matter what, and I, I'm going to agree with you guys too. Like, I'm not saying that it's that's not like someone's sitting there high up in the company looking at like numbers and saying, wow, we can save this much money if we cut all these corners, but people still buy it and they're going to do it every time, which is sad, you know, because I wouldn't do that if I was the leader and, of that company. And, and if you're high up in that company and you know you have either a decreased payday coming down the line or no job or no job. You're going to try to make as much money as you can in the short term. I know. I, I just still don't agree. With, and I know that maybe it's easier for me to say being a collector and a, you know, small business owner compared to Panini and all that stuff. But like, I'd always look at trying to, <laughs> that's interesting. Sorry. I just got distracted by Creed's comment because I have to read it. The caption of one of their posts on Instagram says the world premiere of 2021 Prism NBA basketball not be in physical form. It'll debut on the Panini American NFT blockchain. Confusing. I agree with that because. So that I, makes think it this, sound like I think that what is this, I think what this means. Card. Look with what I, the way, the way that says it makes me feel like that the premiere of Prism NBA basketball will not be in physical form. It'll debut on Panini American uh, NFT blockchain makes it seem like that is in fact the card but the first the first look you get at it is an nft yeah. and then later you will get that exact card yeah i was just gonna say exact same thing like this comes first and then they'll release a physical copy when they figure all their production issues probably gotta say what's up here to my guy jordan h and henry h how we doing gentlemen thanks for coming to the show once again feel free everyone in this chat first off welcome to the show this is slab Stocks youtube live 6 p.m eastern time second off we want to say thank you for coming and feel free to add in all your thoughts in the comments, and we will highlight comments as we go throughout today. So please keep in mind that uh, we do like to share the community's thoughts on this because it's not just our opinions we like sharing. It's all of yours, too. Uh, you know, we like talking about all this together. 
Oh, good. It was the next slide. So we're talking about when is this stuff going to release? Everyone look at this. This is December release calendar from the 1st until the 8th. Nate, look at this and point out to me the two most wrong things on this entire list. Okay, so we got Mosaic Basketball, Spectra Football, Dynasty Baseball a little bit early. <clears throat> I wouldn't release Dynasty Baseball on the same day as, uh, well, that's top, so I guess it's not. Wait, just in general? Okay, let me say this. Pay attention to the years. Oh, why in the world is 2020-21 one basketball coming out? Two wait, months no, into the, two that months makes into sense. The, almost two months in the NBA season. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, Mosaic basketball releases on December first, a month from today. One month from today, Lamella Ball and Anthony Edwards' rookie mosaic is coming out December first. Huh. One month and a week from today, their Panini one and one rookies are coming out. And let me tell you this: immaculate and flawless aren't even on the first week of December. So when are those going to come out? Tell me, when is Prism 2021-2022 going to get released? Yeah. I would also like to complain about 2021 Topps, Allen, and Ginter Chrome. Like, you know you're a crappy product if Topps is willing to release you in the middle of December, in the middle of not baseball season. Wait. So the other thing about this, too, is baseball 2021 baseball products coming out in December after the season where are you getting, like... I mean, that's not that late, given that... Series two, series one, 2022 comes on February, I guess, but like it still is pretty late. I'd say like release that type of stuff. It it feels it feels very late. I understand getting releasing draft because that's like a premium product and people are gonna buy it no matter what. But releasing some of this stuff, like who want I mean I, don't know. I guess if you spread your releases out, people are gonna buy it because they want new baseball products for the Let me say this. I don't know. How Panini makes their decisions with profits and losses and what makes money and what doesn't make money. But what Creed said, I know people like some college cards here and there. If you're a collector, maybe make one set. But why are you running all these presses on Chronicles, Retail, and Hobby, and all this other stuff, draft picks, when you don't even have Mosaic Basketball out there yet? Not to mention that releases after Prism, Select, Optic, which people already want more. Yeah. And then they just released Recon within the last week that I just made a post about Instagram. Well, if they wait, you know, smart of them. If they wait, people will buy that crap Chronicles draft. Not everything will get bought of Chronicles draft, but some people will spend money on Chronicles draft. They will make money on it. And then they know that they're more premium in quotations for mosaic. Anyways, uh, they're more premium stuff will get snapped up no matter when it gets released. Re- right. December of December 1st, 2021 for 2020 product mosaic that will get bought. You know, I know it's crazy as it seems, I guess. Uh, delays from COVID, they have to release them. Can't not like I. I totally get that COVID's been delaying things and everything, but like, how long until we keep releasing product that then goes into like when you're releasing Lamella Ball's rookie when like the guy that's in like eleventh grade right now is going to be a rookie type of deal? Like it, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm not the one that's trying to figure it out, so I, it's easy for me to sit here and say it probably. Um, that happens a lot, I think, with a lot of things that we that we talk about sometimes, but it's it's still crazy to me, for sure. I think I think the real problem is that the leagues, I'm pretty sure the leagues or the player associations force them into making X amount of products a year. I have and, heard about that, and um, 
because of that, you know, you come up with the Chronicles draft and that type of stuff. And obviously you're going to want to get Chronicles draft out before other cards of 2021. Is it ridiculous that it comes out before all the 2020 products are done? Sure. I would just push back. I would have just pushed back all of the 2021 products and brought out all of the 2021st. But uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, some, some, some league fault here where they force them into coming up with, I don't know, 12 NBA products or 15 NBA products in a year. And more like, you've got to bro. spread that out. I mean, there's probably more NBA products than there are months, right? So you oh, got to spread it out and you don't want to put them all in the same month. And you probably want some months to just have crappy NBA products and a whole big thing. There's, there's like 45, I feel like products. Now you, I thought the threshold used to be like 30. I remember hearing that whole league thing where it's like, Oh, the NBA says they have to at least make 30 products. It's probably like 45 now or more after you see recon getting its own product. Since what, yeah. what, in what world would recon ever get its own product? Though I do, I do wonder, I do wonder, I guess now that I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, how much of that is league pushed. If, if it truly is 45, you know, I wonder how much of that is actually league pushed. And you can't probably really blame the league on that. I doubt they're pushing for 45 products. I bet it's Panini just grabbing cash. Oh, BMAX says it's snowing here in Michigan. Please don't send that Ooh. to Wisconsin. Please don't send Ooh. that to Wisconsin. There was Chris, supposed to be snow flurries here, uh, earlier today in Eau Claire. Uh, Didn't gross. happen. Gross. Chris says, how long do we let them get away with because of COVID? Excuse, the sticker always weren't because of COVID. They have to send the stickers or physical cards to sign regardless. And I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that we see over these next three years that we're going to really question what Panini might be doing. And I don't want to just say Panini because I know Tops is losing the baseball license too. I know that Nate and I talked about this before in a live. Man, Series 1 2022 might be the most printed product of all time for baseball. And I'm still going to buy it because... Wander, baby. <laughs> Woo! But but you do agree with what I'm saying, though, right? Oh yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna use every printing press they have to make every single Wander card they can. You're gonna find like a pop report. There, there's gonna be if people could pay for PSA tens, uh, there would be like forty thousand PSA ten Wanders and another like four hundred thousand not graded. You know? Yeah. But and I wouldn't be shocked if they printed more Wander than other guys. If oh, that makes man. sense, like Joe Blow reliever might get twenty thousand cards, and Wander might get a hundred because <laughs> just uh, load them up to sell all the products. They're going to want to sell product, and if you start pulling a Wander out of every other box, you're going to be like, "Oh, sweet! I'm just super lucky. I'm going to buy more." That makes Marcus ask Junk Wax 2.0. There's definitely stuff being released that will not matter at all in like five years. One hundred percent. Shout out Top Fire. I will say Tyson Beck did some cool collaboration with Tops Fire with the uh, soccer cards that they were just releasing. But in I general, talking, I was talking baseball. I won't I get into the soccer. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like, not in like, like that. Like, I feel like, Nate, imagine a miscut, clearly Donner's card, like one that's off center. I think it's going to be worth like zero cents. And also, I, I like what Chris said here. I'm like, you are, and I hope. Tops take soccer and keeps running with it. Love top soccer product. Yeah, they're doing a great job. I mean, they got good innovation, good designs, good. They got a lot of good stuff going on there. So they need to keep pushing that. And I think that the more that I've seen tops, what are you doing over there? I'm air quoting great job for you since I have seen the backs of the tops chrome sapphire wait, cards. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, yeah, they had three products that ran through the same thing as the Formula One in Italy for the first time. And yeah, they had manufacturing damage, but. They released Stadium Club and Top's Finest and all these other products now since then have done better. So 
yeah, I mean, that wasn't great. I've said that a lot of times too, but I see that they made improvements. Magic, did you hear about the Panini Redemption lawsuit? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And I think that's been outstanding for a while now. Uh, down in Texas, I think someone filed a class action for Panini not fulfilling redemptions and not coming through on their business promise. Um, we'll see what comes out of it. It'd probably be a long time, but we'll see. Should, oh, I, sue, should oh. I sue Tops for not giving me an auto and a guaranteed one auto box? Yes. <laughs> BMAX said, still haven't got my redemption from three months ago when I redeemed it. If you're in the comments right now and you have an outstanding redemption with Panini, please let us know how long it's been out there for because three months, that's nothing compared to some others, I feel. There's got to be people out there with redemptions from a year, two years ago that probably requested replacements like four or five times and have gotten nothing. Uh, not to say three months sh- shouldn't be redeemed too, but uh, man, it, it's not good. It's not good. The only Merlin box I opened, uh, oh, chat just jumped around. The only Merlin retail box I opened was pretty good condition. Yeah, Merlin did have good condition too. Jordan says three months. Those are rookie numbers. Jordan, let us know what you're at. Cowboys fan trading card says a year. Uh, Panini is actually arguing that the redemption is not guaranteed. Well, I'm pretty sure it says that you exchange it for the card, right? Also, aren't you supposed to get X amount of autos per box on average and then to put a redemption in there? Yeah, I guess I mean, it just depends on how they've... Yeah, yeah there's a lot of people with the year. Uh-oh, Jonathan says, I've heard rumors of people having to wait four plus years. Hey, what happens if uh, Panini folds when they uh, have no licenses because Tops dominates the cool products now, like soccer and Formula One? <laughs> Well, they do have UFC, I suppose, but do people just lose their, lose their redemptions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, 2021 Absolute Football release, which has got the first kabooms of uh, guys like Jamar Chase, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I heard uh, – wait, one of the rookie quarterbacks doesn't have a kaboom rookie in the product. Is either Fields or – oh, I think it's Zach Wilson, actually. Trey Lance and um, – Mac Jones, all new kabooms. Tom Brady's got his Buccaneers kaboom. But the one that just ended for the first time was his 2021 Absolute Mahomes Horizontal Kaboom that sold for $2,025 yesterday. Um, I was tracking that. A PSA 9 from 2018, I think, sold for around $2,500 on uh, PWCC's monthly auction in October. And I think the last sale before that was like three grand or something. So I know this was the first one to sell. I know that price is going to drop as more get pulled. Nate, looking at insert sets, we all know Kaboom is one of the most sought after ones. We know, we all know now that they make the gold Kabooms, these products like Absolute are super valuable. You hit a Brady gold Kaboom out of this, you're getting like 30 to 50 grand or more. Who knows? You know, people spend crazy we, money on that. Brady. Yeah, exactly. People are crazy Not about gold Brady. Here's my question How many of these things can be released before they're just another thing? Like the first Mahomes Kaboom in 2018. Through the Panini Rewards thing. Cool. Really nice card. Pretty rare. Really expensive. The next one released in 2020 Absolute. Oh, his first pack pull can boom. Cool. What about this one? What do you think? I mean, outside of being a pretty cool picture, despite the fact that he didn't complete it. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, those people that are like, I don't really like kabooms. I'm kind of right there with them. I know, I know some of our buddies love kabooms and I, I get the appeal of some of them. But for the most part, I think my favorite comment on Instagram when I posted this video was uh, the guy had said, I just can't get over the fact that it looks like Mahomes is wearing a diaper in this picture. 
Uh, he's actually right. Uh, hey. Oh, yeah, go. I, I was just going to say, I think that it all depends. This picture, yeah, it's a cool picture. Would I buy it? No. Would I buy a Jamar Chase rookie kaboom if I was, like, you know, trying to invest in Jamar Chase if I want to buy a wide receiver, which I probably wouldn't do. But, like, would I? Yeah, I think that's a sick card. Trevor Lawrence, same thing. Like, that's cool. Rookie logo kaboom. But then there's just a certain point to where you have to, like, decide how, what you're buying. How low would this have to get for you to buy it? 200 bucks? Oh, no. bucks? No, no, it'd be – I'd pay bucks? more than I, – I'd probably say – Given a, his first year PSA nine sells for like twenty five hundred, I'd say like five hundred seems pretty reasonable. Now two thousand is insane. Like there's yeah. no way, uh, you know, first sale. That yeah, always happens. exactly. But there's no one that got listed already over a thousand dollars on bids. Um, and there's only been like a few that have been listed. Like I don't know if these things are actually like really rare or or what, but I do know they can come out of retail price too. I think for absolute. I take it the Kaboom set is significantly smaller checklist than the regular set. Like oh. you're only you're only getting up. 10 people that are on a kaboom. Yeah, it's like, it's like 10 to 20, I think, in this football set. It's a lot smaller. You know, the odds you pulling a good player is really high. Yeah. Especially given the rookie But the odds of hitting a kaboom, it's a case hit, correct? I don't know about that because it is in retail this year, so it might be two per case. I'm I'm not sure, so don't, I don't know, you know. So then if if it's two per case, then this is an even more absurd price. But who knows? I'm, I'm not saying it is two per case. I'm just saying it could change year over year given how much, you know, what they're printing, what they decide on. It could be a case that, like you say. Um, I appreciate this. Panini just stole WWE from Tops. also. The thing I love about this is you're complaining about Panini and their and their designs and how you would never buy Prism Soccer and Tops is taking soccer and Tops is taking Formula wait, wait, 1. Wait, wait, wait. I did not say I would never buy Prism Soccer. I said I like Top Soccer more than Panini Soccer. Okay. Well, and, and you have... Oh, 50 on the Kaboom checklist. Thank you, Adam. Um, you have... Uh, you know they have they have UFC yada yada, but like that's not enough. UFC is not enough, and their big play instead of like really pushing Prism Soccer and revamping that and you know and um, making sure people love their current products so that they love their products in the future. Their big move was grabbing a sport <laughs> WWE. Like what? Like yeah, who in the I... world? I don't know. Maybe it was super cheap because Tops was just like, yeah, this ain't worth worth it to have it but who at panini was like yeah let's use all the money we saved on hiring graphic designers to make new cards to get wwe we'll see i mean i guess every license matters at this point given that you lose your major one but yeah i think we talked about it on instagram maybe nothing against people who collect wwe but it's probably the least segment that i ever would care about cards in. like i'd for sure collect stranger things tops or star wars cards before look ever looking at wwe and that's just a personal opinion thing. I know other people like it. But yeah, yeah, there's going to be, there's obviously going to be people in it, but I don't know. It just, it seems like a weird play. Seems I will like say a lot that. Other things you could have done and grabbing WWE seems, I would have just, I would have just focused on soccer and UFC and called it a day at that point. I mean, I would have taken all that money and built out one of the most amazing national treasures or eminent soccer sets ever after you already released one of those each in 2018 and then you stopped releasing them. You may, I feel like they go way further. Um, now, other people, like I said, disagree. It's just my opinion, but I agree with Nate on that. So. I mean, they do national treasures for NASCAR. How can they, they not do national treasures for soccer? They put it in the Chronicles this year, dude. It's like these weird patch cards and sticker autographs. It's dumb. Mm. Okay, but the reason why I showed this also is because that pose was an incomplete pass, a sports moment that didn't result in anything meaningful in the field. Just like this missed dunk by John Morant, and I absolutely find it hilarious how people list this card 
on eBay in the title with, quote, the dunk in the title as he doesn't complete the dunk. Well, it would have been the most crazy amazing thing. This was the first time I've looked at this card's graded sales. Uh, this is actually a bronze here, which I, I don't know if that's anything special. Uh, PSA 10. And I suppose that maybe the photo doesn't match the population report I'm showing. But just in general, the base of this card, uh, number 165 at Chronicles, is a pop 6,450 plus, uh, 6,489 total graded of this Chronicles base card. I've never that's seen a Chronicles base card graded that high. 3,850 PSA 10s. 100 bucks for that? Well, everyone had the same idea. They're like, oh, this is going to be an iconic card. Right. Well, it's, and it, and that it just goes to show you, we just opened Chronicles the other day, yeah. right? And I was like, man, there's a lot of rookies in here. There's a lot of, there's like eight cards in a pack and six of them were rookies. And uh, it just goes to show you that, yeah, there are a lot of rookies in there because that's 6,450 PSA 10s of just one, one subset. John Morant card. In the entire set. Yeah, it's one subset of like 10 subsets. Yeah. And the only reason why it's graded so high is because of the post. And yeah, this is a sick card. Uh, it's going for around $100, I think, the base PSA 10, um, which is pretty reasonable given the Chronicles PSA 10. I will say that much. Yeah, 100 bucks for that? That's a great deal. Yeah. It's in, I mean. Not a great deal to buy. A great deal yeah. if you're selling. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping that's what you're going to say. Uh, let us know in the comments. If you're buying this card, what do you buy for $100 or what do you sell it for $100? Does it make sense to buy it given the pop report just because of how cool the photo is and people would always want this card or is it just a pass in general? Let's see here. Panini supposedly spent a low eight-figure deal for the WWE deal. I'd rather have 2021 NBA products. Well, that I'd had better stretch into infinity. <laughs> you're telling me that that's like a $10 million plus deal? That's that's what what do you that is what he's saying. <laughs> that is what he's saying. Um, yeah, that's a lot of money. I think that you can make a lot of the products that they currently have a lot better with ten million dollars. And yeah, it is a bronze parallel. This one that sold for a hundred dollars. Like I said, I don't know the price difference between bronze and base, but I think it's mm. not that it's not that much. I don't even know how it's bronze though. I mean, maybe the luminance. I guess the, in the top the, left. The yeah, the stuff in the top left. Yeah, you'd think they would put the name in bronze though. You would um, think the same. Uh, I love that Kevin Love gets immortalized on this card, though. That's so that funny. funny. That's funny. I'm trying to look up. And I'm not going to get to the pop report, but I'm just trying to find the base PSA 10 then. Base PSA 10 sells like for $95 to around there, I think. Yeah, 90 95 So there's not much difference at all. All right, Aaron. What would you rather have? $10 million worth of National Treasures product released or $10 million for WWE product Bro, that you still I would have to make, make I would make money. the best. I make the best freaking game-worn or match-worn on-card autograph 2021 soccer product of all time. I, I'd, it, make, I'd make the best, not game-worn, probably not even event-worn, just a jersey I buy off the shelf, cut a patch out, and put it in uh rpas of all time so you're telling me what they did with last year's nba mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, should have spent I, should have spent the 10 million dollars on getting some actual lamello game worn jerseys is what they should have done imagine the difference hey how much do you think the difference in the ntrpa cost would be if that lamello ball jersey was game worn versus 
not even it might I be like know, man. Wal- those Lamelo RPAs are really expensive already. It is. They're like what, probably thirty. I know they're selling between like twenty five to fifty when they first release. They're probably what, like thirty to get one now. I wouldn't imagine they drop much below twenty five at all. Oh, I don't think they've. I don't. I don't even know if they've dropped. Yeah, who knows? I mean, somewhere in that ridiculous range. But I mean, when Zions are selling for one hundred seventy five k, I guess right. I saw BGS nine Zions sold for like one hundred seventy five k. Um, the last the BGS nine. Sold for fifty thousand. Another BGS nine with just a straight uh, teal patch. No, nothing else. Thirty one one hundred. All right, so I, I was around there. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that Panini bought it solely to create just tons of the rock cards? Because Magic says Panini must have smelled what the rock was cooking. It's not a. I mean, I guess there's definitely a ton of like. Uh, the John Cena and Rock and those types of guys that you could get, make sweet cards of, make National Treasuries cards of, and people would spend oodles of money on that. Do you know what I want to see so badly? I want to see a Pokemon and like uh, National Treasures crossover. I saw someone, I think it might have been uh, Adam Lefko, post like a Pikachu RPA. Bro, I would get. What are you gonna do? Like, get a get a cutout of a of a Game Boy Game Boy Red. I, card? I don't know, but I would for sure get whatever type of RPA they'd make of Rayquaza or something. Um, Ramsey, what do you guys think of HGA? So I do, and here's another one. Um, uh, this is for sure probably a, a Polish name that I think that Oscar could help me with if he was here. What, what, what do you think about HGA as well from uh, Nine Poco Watched? I probably botched that, but sorry about that. HGA, here's my personal experience, and I'm not going to tell you all what you should or shouldn't do. Um, with with grading uh, when it comes to HGA. But what I will say for myself is that I have not sent any cards to them. I haven't been the most confident in how, I guess, spontaneously they've been rolling out new things. I know they've been grading some fake cards. You know, I read a couple things about that. And in my mind, there's just a lot of better options out there, specifically like SGC, specifically like if you're going to grade your high dollar cards PSA, and for the cost and turnaround time, it just doesn't seem worth it to me, especially when it's so new. Now, on the flip also, side, here's this. It's like impossible to get a 10. Yeah, it's exactly. So they have Gemmint and they have Pristine. Now, I will say this too. Every business has to build. I cannot fault a business for going out there, being innovative, trying new stuff. We were just like that. So I will never fault a business for doing that. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to use it, but I will say this. I went to the Las Vegas card show. My dad actually didn't get footage of this, although I wish that he was there, but he didn't. I bought three HGA slabs. I do own a Mason Mount Cracked Ice Auto in an HGA slab. Um, is, I that really is that it the is nine? Is that the nine where it looks great with the blue? It is the nine. But I bought three HGA slabs at the Las Vegas card show because a specific dealer was doing 50% off his HGA slabs. 50% off. So Nate, I don't even know if I showed you this. I bought a car, Kai Boom Sapphire, SGC 95 or sorry, HGA 95 rookie. I bought a Eduardo Camavinga HGA 9.5 Gemmint rookie based 2020 tops chrome. If you think about that card and think about how much it costs to grade it with them, what Nate at minimum $20? I can't remember now, but it was, I mean, it wasn't, I don't, it, I think it was like 20, something like that. And then I bought Dominic Zobosly 2020 tops chrome refractor HGA 9. Nobody knows who that is, Aaron. Sheesh. A lot of people know who it is who are watching this. But a lot of people also don't know. He uh, plays for, I think, Salzburg. See, I don't even know. Really, <laughs> I know who he is, but I think he plays for Salzburg. Um, 
those three cards I think I bought for a combined 40 bucks and I sold them for they actually ended on eBay auction last night. The Zobosly ended at like 15, the Kamavinga ended at like 28, and the Kaibum ended at like $18. So it, it was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I made a couple dollars. Nothing crazy. But if someone's putting out all these slabs at a show for 50% off when it's clearly stuff that I wouldn't grade myself. I just don't really see the, it just doesn't seem like that those type of cards can stick with them. Now, yes, you grade your net Marvel Zion and it's got a sick custom label. And it gets a nine, five or 10. I'm sure people are going to think it's awesome. Want to buy it. I don't think they're at the point to where like everything and anything should be sent there. That's just how I feel about Especially it. Especially Carter Kaiboom. <laughs> Nate, can you believe that thing sold for like 15, 18 bucks? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's basically, I'm sure somebody was basically paying. That's why I bought it though. Paying for the card in a slab type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and also, Magic, thank you. And if you haven't watched yet, please go on our YouTube channel right after this live stream and watch the Las Vegas Card Show vlog. I had an amazing time, met some great people, did some awesome deals. It's probably my best video in terms of negotiations and watching how I negotiate deals. Uh, there was a lot of negotiation in that video. It was super fun. But also, uh, here we go. So Ramsey says, uh, I have five cards there down in 30 day, $40 per 50% off wow. And yes, it varies from 20 to $75. I mean, 20 to 75 bucks. I, I don't know why people are sending those cards there that I was buying for super cheap, obviously 50% off all the slabs, but I, me personally, we sent our submission to SGC. I found their grading super fair. I like the slabs. I like the proposition. I like their speed. I like their cost. It makes a lot of sense to me. I sent another submission out after the Vegas show. Uh, that's where I'm going with cards like that. And now that was a giant tangent because that wasn't even supposed to be in today's live stream. That's true. Also, uh, Magic, if you're getting a slab for less than grading, the card is always a good deal. Um, I just went through that with PWCC auction. I wasn't looking to buy a Darius Baisley, but I did buy a Darius Baisley Optic Fast Break Pink number 20 PSA 10 for $145 because it costs $150 to grade the card anyways. So then it's a free card and five bucks essentially. Um, Sometimes you just, it's just like, yeah, that, that's a great deal. You just got to do it. I love magic. Yeah, check the video out. Aaron was hustling in the video. Never saw him dealing like that. I was a man on the mission, on a mission, man. I was there for like a day and a half in Vegas. I was not about to waste my time being there. Um, my, some of my favorite deals was buying all those raw cards, though. Anywhere, you know, between $10, $100 raw. Picked up the Tatis Camo 25 for like 90 to 100 bucks. That was awesome. The, was the, awesome. the, 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 uh, the star date Allen Iverson looks so good, and it's going to SGC. If that thing gets a nine five, I'd be so happy because those cards are tough to grade and they look amazing. Uh, some of those rock. I mean, hey guys, take a little bit of time and go to your local shows or show out, you know, in Vegas or something. Uh, Dallas, I will say it's a lot harder to do Dallas. There's, cases are extremely expensive there. They don't really have all the dig in the bins there. I mean, they got some, but going to a show like that in Vegas was was awesome because there's so many cool bins to dig through. I. Uh... I went to, I went to the Eau Claire card show on Friday, yeah. right when it opened, and uh, I was meaning to get back on the weekend, but I just, I just didn't get around to it. A lot of other things going on, um, and uh, I gotta say, you know, I'm all, I'm, you know, I'm all for card shows now. After my recent string of successes at card shows, I'm a, I'm a big card show guy, uh, and uh, it's a small card show. I think like. 15 vendors, 20 vendors, maybe. Um, and everything I that even caught my eye was appropriately priced to like 30, 40 bucks above to the point where there wasn't like any deals to be had. I'm like, 
Hey, Nate, I will say this. Nate is not a haggler. Yeah, you see a price and you see it be like $25 over market and you're like, I'm not going to ask the guy if he'll give it for me or $20 less than market. But I am the guy that will see that thing that's $25 over market and try to get it for $25 under market. And it works a lot of the time. Start asking people, Nate. Start asking people. Well, well, you know, most mostly it's a mental block where I'm like, man, this guy's pricing this $25 above comps. I don't even want to deal with haggling with him. Now, if somebody's at comps, I'm like, okay, would you take, you know, 20 bucks less? Like, there's plenty of deals I made in Dallas last time where it's like around comps. I'm like, yeah, you know, could we work out a deal if I buy multiple? But if I'm looking at a card and it's, and you know, if you're $25 over on a on a $400 card, okay. If you're $25 over on a card that's $150 to begin with, that's a significant chunk that it's going to be really hard to make up. And also, it feels a lot harder to talk somebody down from 150 to 125 than it is from 425 to 375. But you never know if he won't try. <laughs> well, true. Nate, so the guy I was dealing with on my, uh, where I got like the really cool Kobe uh, gold medallion, the Kobe 96 Fleer Legacy or Showcase Row 1, and then that Allen Iverson. I think he like his sticker price for all the cards in the lot was somewhere around like 530 and I I offered them three seventy five, so there's no shame in in offering someone lower than their sticker because I knew how much they were worth. You know, like even if the sticker is that high, I knew how much they're worth and how much I want to pay. I don't think I lowballed them. Maybe compared to the sticker, I did, but not compared to what I thought it should have been worth. Um, and what then I end up I end up settling at like four thirty. You know, so I came up, he came down, we're all happy. I sent the cards to SGC. We'll see how they do. Uh, but I do want to point out. So Ramsey says, where do you look for shows? It's a great question. I've been doing this for a long time, so I kind of just like know what shows are going on, which helps out a lot. Um, I would start literally using Google, look up like sports card shows in blank, wherever you live. And then I'd start paying attention to maybe different social media accounts. There's different social media accounts that share about card shows. As for a card show coming up that we are confirmed going to, and I want to see a lot of you there. In November, November 19th of Friday is the first day of the Chicago Sports Spectacular. That is hosted at the exact same place that the National in Chicago is hosted, at the Donnie Stevenson Convention Center. That show's going to be 350-plus booths. PSA is going to be there. BGS is going to be there. I think that they're both doing grading on site, not just autograph authentication. So this is like a big show. This is definitely the biggest Midwest show outside of the National. There are a couple more popping up, I will say. Wisconsin Dells had a really big first show. I know Ship Shawana has a nice show in Indiana as well. But – uh. If you are in the Midwest area, you want to make a trip and maybe you can find a cheap flight right now or something. November 19th is a Friday. The first day we were doing the VIP access to get in early so we can go there and snag all the, de- all the deals early. So Nate, Before you can go do yeah. dollar boxes. I think we are only doing Friday at the show. Um, if people are wondering, maybe, yeah, I think only Friday because we'll probably get the video up on the Friday show on like Saturday or something, but, uh, or Sunday, but that is what the plan is, is going for Friday, November 19th, Chicago Sports Spectacular, Donnelly Stevenson Convention Center. I implore all of you to look into it to come. It should be a really great time. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, let's see what we got next because we're pushing up on 51 minutes. We're going to go quickly through this last quick, segment here. Quick quick thing here. Uh, oh, yeah. Magic says, don't be ashamed to post one. I think everyone will like it. Talking about me doing a vlog at yeah. a card show. Um, to be fair... My best deals in the history of best deals have not made it on video. 
Yeah, Nate Nate well, absolutely slayed a deal like during uh national setup when we were all setting up the booth so we'd have the cameras rolling, but he's like, Oh, let me just go look for some dollar boxes, not help because I don't like helping people. <laughs> True, that's exactly what I said. I'm just kidding. Accurate to a T. Hey, hey, it was if, worth it. If there's anything I learned from last national the national before is that if you don't get to those dollar boxes early, you've already lost. Yeah, we, so we got to those dollar boxes early and I started pulling Eloy Jimenez Bowman Chromes. Rafael Devers, Bowman Chromes, Shoyo Otani, 2019, Silver Pack, Blue, you know, that type of stuff. Brandon Marsh, Purple First. And uh, my best deals do not make it on the camera. It's it's my fault, actually. I never tell anybody I'm leaving, and then I make a deal, and I come back, and I'm like, yeah, I just bought Aaron Ashby Super Factor. Didn't get it on camera, though. <laughs> exactly. Well, the nice thing about this upcoming show in Chicago is that we don't have a booth. And actually, like, when we didn't have a booth in Dallas that when Nate and I went together, that was one of our other – like, that was – those were great videos in Dallas, I think. Those were really fun. Nate had a great time. He's, you know, slinging the Martes and the J-Rods and stuff. Dude, those uh, Martes, I stumbled past that booth. I saw the green and the aqua for 100 bucks each. I didn't have my phone on me. I didn't have any cash. You've never seen me move faster to get all the way up to my room to get my phone to PayPal those guys than you did right there. Oh, and then and then not only did you move faster to get to your room to PayPal, you used me as an ATM to buy your Matos or Matos. Which I still have. Can't get rid of it. There you go. Can't get rid of it because no one cares. <laughs> no, I could have. There's multiple points this season where I could have sold it for a profit, but I'm just messing around. I just, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, Wait till the spring training. All right. Well, we got here on the screen. Kaboom. PSA 10. Uh, Brady. I should have probably had this near the Kaboom. Uh, Mahomes. But 13,500 was a new all-time record for this card in PSA 10 from 2018. This was the first Brady Kaboom ever in the Patriots jersey. Uh, that is incredible. That is non, not a gold Kaboom. That is a base Kaboom. PSA 10 of Brady selling for 13.5 grand. That went through the PWCC monthly auction. And look, it just like sold, you know, for a thousand five hundred dollars more right around the same time it once sold for twelve thousand dollars. So broke the record through PWCC, and that's just an insane card. Uh, I I don't really have much thoughts to input other than just making aware that that card is hot. So if you do have one sitting around and you want to capture a big sale, I guess go for it. <laughs> Another thing to point out here is that Conor McDavid's market has done pretty well over the last six months. Uh, they did drop off pretty big time after the season, but now it's up to $2,000 for a young I can't believe it was under 1000 bucks at one point. I would have bought that for sure if I would have saw it. No question one, about it. One of those things where, like, you think of – I don't know anything about hockey. But he's he's the best. But I know Conor McDavid, and I know he's the best player in the league or the best young guy in the league at the very least. And uh, the fact that uh, Young Guns, which I also know, despite not knowing anything about hockey cards, PSA, well, BGS 95, under 1,000, that seems Yeah, absurd. let me say this. I didn't do it, but I was very close to spending my last dollars at the Na- uh, the Las Vegas card show on, on Connor McDavid cards. Ended up going to Pedri because huge soccer fan. Excited about his future. I bought the Orange Auto, but uh, I seriously, comp- con- seriously consider buying a, high, a high-end Connor McDavid card. And I still am. And uh, I don't know if you're into hockey, it might be a good place to look to, you know, be early on versus late because you don't want to be the guy that loves hockey, but I uh, didn't buy the cards. Cause you just, everyone told you to buy basketball. You know, there's plenty of people who didn't buy soccer because of that plenty of people that didn't buy baseball in the off season because of that, you know, everyone's like, Oh yeah, I buy basketball, basketball, Kobe, LeBron, this and that, and you don't look at something you really like, and then kind of snooze, you know? Yep. I definitely. Uh, hey, then, uh, one, one last comment. Um, you said you really like soccer. Yeah. Um, who's who's fifth in the Premier League right now? Arsenal, baby, went from last place to fifth place in about a month and a half. 
after the abysmal start or two months, Nate declares his fandom on a YouTube live show. And Arsenal is not lost. They're fifth in the Premier League. They're above Man United, I think, or tied with them. I don't want to take credit, but it is, in fact, I'm, in fact, the reason why they haven't lost. Because it's not you a sure coincidence. That- it's not a coincidence that I pledge my allegiance to Arsenal and then every game since that point, they have not lost. Are you sure it's not the fact that they spent the most money in the transfer period for the Premier League this last season and it takes you about a month to mess your team together and then they finally start playing together? It's me. <laughs> Just messing around. Also, how funny would it be if Arsenal got the top four spot and like kicked out Man U? I, I laughed so hard <laughs> from the from the Champions League. Uh do we uh do we play Chelsea soon? Uh I don't know when, when that comes up, but that's a London that's a London bash right there, man. We're, that's a big, big clash of, of the two London clubs, the biggest London clubs. Uh, Chelsea and, and Arsenal. Um, okay, so here we got Tyler Hero. I want to point this out. Everyone knows his cards have went up this season. Everyone knows he's been playing better this season, last season. But this uh, silver PSA nine did increase from like sixty five dollars, seventy dollars around there, up to one hundred nine fifty uh, recently, October thirtieth. It's a sixty one percent gain in three months. I want to point out from the sole reason that I think for a while people were really, really like. Just throwing in into the dirt. I want to say something else. Throwing it into the dirt, junk like junk slabs and quotation marks slabs that got overbought, slabs that dropped the line price. When in reality, I think we talked about this like three months ago, Nate. Hey, when that Camrash Prism based PSA ten touches eighteen dollars, you already know someone's going to want to pay thirty five when he's playing really well, right? Like that's so cheap, super cheap. So why uh, not? There was there was Eloy PSA nines at the Dallas show. I remember. That somebody, some dude was trying to sell for like eight bucks. Yeah, exactly. So why not? But it's like, this isn't for everyone. You know, I know people out there, and this is also kind of includes me. I'd rather save up, you know, get maybe like 300 bucks and buy a nice rare soccer card for myself. But if you're out there on a budget and you love basketball and you watch Sam Dunks' videos, who does a great job of talking about players all the way leading up until the season, and then people start to listen to them at one week before the season versus all offseason, big mistake. Take that like 20 bucks that you want to invest and buy a cheap young guy you like. And this isn't to say that this next guy, DeAndre Hunter, is going to be the guy. He's definitely not playing well this year. I just want to put up here as an example that a guy that hasn't gained any value in the last three months and has only lost value. But if you find someone like a DeAndre Hunter that you like, you want to bet a little bit of money, silver PSA 9s from 2019 and 2018 are not a bad place to go. They are not base cards where there's just like infinity amount non-graded too. There's a lot of them. But why not throw 25 bucks at your favorite young guy? Like if you throw that like Jordan or Jordan Wara before he popped off now and you made that money, you know, I'm just an example. I think Nate and I always said, as long as people are watching basketball and buying the cards, you can take your $15 and turn it to 30 if you pick yep. the right guy. And I think that case still applies. There's and sometimes nothing to the say. right guy isn't even the right guy for a season. It's the right guy for two games. That right too. guy for one game. There, there's look no at, saying. Look at – uh. Kevin Porter Jr. last year after he scored 50 points. Oh, my gosh. His market hit like an all-time high. Here, I guess my, my point in all of this is to say that budget uh, buying is not bad. Um, if if you think that's someplace that you want to be in cards, don't let it discourage you that you can't go on and buy that gold prism that someone else is buying. Go ahead, Nate. I, uh, you know, I am the biggest proponent for budget buying in the history of the world. You don't have to go any farther than one of the two people on this screen to find somebody that loves playing in the budget bin, loves playing on Comp C and buying his dollar cards, 
um, and loves, you know, cause, cause maybe I don't just don't have the balls to do, you know, spend big money or I just don't have the money to spend big money. But, uh, uh. but one of those things where, you know, there is, there's huge, huge deals to be had all over the place. And it's just understanding, it's just understanding, um, how other people act. Like I bought a bunch of $2 and under prism and optic base cards of Mobamba. And Mo Bamba's been doing really well to start the season. He just hasn't had any 20-point games yet, but he's had a plenty of 14.10 rebound, like three block games, a couple assists, um, shooting well from the field. And so I imagine it's only a matter of time until he gets like, you know, a 20-point game or two 20-point games in a row where somebody's going to be like, yeah, I want these Prism cards for five bucks. And as long as you understand how people act and they don't want to buy, people don't want to buy in on Mo Bamba in you know, or, or Duncan Robinson or whoever you want to say, Duncan Robinson was right there <laughs> on the thing until they see that big thing that makes them be like, Oh, I should have bought in. So if you're early, you see some big news in spring in spring in spring training or preseason hype and you buy in early. And even if it's not as early as you could have, um, but before the season starts, you can make good money. Yeah. Let me, let me ask the comments section. First off, I love it. A- Jordan Magic are saying because this is why I'm friends with Nate. Nate is a classic. I love this show because of the content, but I also tune in to see what he might say. You know, I pick up the phone and call Nate because I just might think he might say something so ridiculous I might laugh today. <laughs> um, question for the chat. Nate, do that first and I'll ask. Uh, uh, what happens with, when to Mo Bamba when Isaac and Okiki come back? And uh, obviously, um, the healthier guys get you know, the last playing time he's going to get, but I think he's at least cementing himself a little bit. He's playing really well this season. Um, it's not like this is just a fluke. He's had too many good games in a row. He's actually developed this year. And also I'm not planning on holding it for a long time. I'm hoping that he gets a 20 point game here sooner rather than later. And then selling at the very least, I'm sure I could sell for what I bought into it. Um, considering how well he's played. My question question for the chat is have you engaged in budget buying in the last three months? Do you think it's worth it right now to grab PSA nines or tens of slabs between $25 and $50? And uh, if you have, is your game plan three months? Is it six months? Is it one month? Uh, I just think that if anyone were to share that, I know Nate has shared a lot of quality stuff. I don't want to diminish what Nate said. I think it might help the next guy who's watching this chat. It might think, hey, how can I get in the cards right now? Or how, how, how can I actually you know do this and, and be profitable and have fun with it and and then build my collection because i think that there's a lot of people out there i think this is with a lot of things in life in general just don't know or don't have the uh gumption to start but if they hear it from other people that they've done it and that they find success and that they have a tip to share that would maybe encourage someone else to to do it. and then we can all enjoy it together and uh i'm glad that nick brought this up and someone else brought up too i think it might have been rob because nate i don't know if you saw this Sports Center on Instagram has not posted a single post about the MLB since October 23rd when the Dodgers got eliminated. There's not been one post. There's not been one. There's not been one sinking post about the MLB or the World Series. All it's been has been like squid games and like comedy and then football and basketball. Not one post since the Dodgers got eliminated. And I think that just goes to show how like so many people say that the MLB doesn't market their game enough. How many times has now the media you know made you think that and then doesn't do anything to make you want to think about it i mean 
it's it's twofold. Obviously, it is the MLB. The MLB has a major problem with marketing their game and complaining about their game, and um, you know, not not marketing their young stars enough. And 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 a lot of it also falls on fellow players who are old school. And you know, Ronald Acuna uh, showboats a home run a little bit. He gets thrown at the next inning. That's on yeah. the Madison Bumgarners of the world. It's his. It's Madison Bumgarner's fault. It's Roger Manfred's fault for not, in, in, and not just just those two. But you get my point. Um, it's those guys' fault. And then yeah, it's also it's also, um, Sports Center, ESPN. But at the same time, uh, I was listening to part of my take the other day, and they spent like five minutes talking about baseball, and they like baseball, right? They both like baseball. Nationals fan and a Cubs fan. And um, they're like, and now we're going to get people that write in and complain and say they stop li- watching because we talked about baseball for five hours, um, even though it was like five minutes. Because, you know, I'm sure SportsCenter knows their audience and I'm sure they know what we know. And that when you post a basketball post or a football post, uh, huge engagement. When you post a baseball post. Not as much. Not as you much engagement. You, you can't tell me. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have posted something every once in a while about at least after every World Series game. Yeah, about the comeback win the other night on Saturday, like stuff. Yeah, crazy. Um, Jordan, I see you said something about PWCC auction upsetting you. Uh, If you have a specific thing that did upset you, just drop in the comments. uh, No reason to not. And maybe it will help out, uh, you know, make the issue better for the next one. Maybe I can read it and see how I can help. Um, anything else here you want to, Oh, we got some good things here. My strategy is to buy Bowman first refractors of the next class of 2022 rookies for baseball market heats up when the new checklist comes out. I, I don't know how you can buy the refractors that they haven't released yet. Maybe it's buy them before the new checklist come out. So then people go and buy the other ones. Rob says, I used to budget buy on low end cards and get them graded, but I haven't done that lately because of increased grade prices. Best buy right now is Bowman baseball rookies. And Bruno says, I've been picking up modern slabs for $25 to $30. I really can't, I really think you cannot lose on that. Uh, oh, also, one thing I meant to mention before. Hey, Nate, since your picks never lose, we need you to jump on the Braves bandwagon to get us the World Series. I am wildly, wildly insulted, Rob, that you would think that I wasn't already on the ba- Braves bandwagon and that I would want the Astros of all teams to win. If you'll notice, outside of Jordan Alvarez, uh, dinging corners posts are very, very, and story posts are very pro Braves. Pro Braves. <laughs> I, I, I once, did it, once, Nate. once the Astros start winning, there's like no post. <laughs> Nate, I didn't post anything when the Astros like won the ALCS, but when the Braves won the NLCS, I posted a tweet that previewed the match and I said, "Congrats to Atlanta Braves and going to the World Series." <laughs> I'm sure Lou saw that one so mad. Uh, Jordan said the site crashed and couldn't place a bid the last minute uh, to get in for extended bidding. My fault, I guess, for not being there earlier. I will say that they're making a ton of server updates for the next uh, mark uh, for the next auction. I know a lot of people did have problems with getting on Google Chrome and loading the, the monthly auction, but I knew, do know that they are that they are going to make sure that's fixed. Subnate. Oh, I was just raising my hand. That was me. I had oh, okay, exactly. testing it through Google Chrome. Exactly. Dude. Oh, go ahead. This is this is interesting. You've seen, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of Zion, or oh. at least the video of him running baseline, or on the on the 
running to the sideline. Do you see the commercial with Zach Levine for like Mountain oh. Dew and Doritos? Yeah, I didn't ever really it didn't really ever cross my mind that he had gained some weight there. But then I watched a video of him running. And like, don't get me wrong, I love Zion. And I so will forever I. love Zion because of all the people that came into Brewtown and professed that he was a bust, bust before even letting him play an NBA game. So I will always love Zion. That being said, after going through injuries his rookie year and then coming back and being played sparingly for the first part of the season and then absolutely dominating, the fact that he went into last offseason and clearly must not have worked out is really disappointing. It is super disappointing, dude. I back this guy so hard. You know, dominates the NBA age 20, 21, 20, I think, whatever it was, shoots over 60% from the field like every single night. One of the best finishers I've seen live in game. Dude, there's been a lot of really good finishers to come through the NBA. This guy's touch for as big as he is, as big as he is, is unbelievable. And yeah, I agree, man. I thought he was going to come in and have one of his uh, his best season of his career. And not to say he can't turn around, not to say he can't pull a Jokic and drop like 30 pounds before the season. Turn but... around. And he can, and he could probably do well with extra weight. You know, we don't know. We haven't watched him. It's just injury concerns with the extra I weight. I was going to say sustainability and injury concerns is like number one for sure. But uh, it's just it's just one of those things where after after the previous injuries and after the concerns. And, you know, he's his own guy and he can do whatever he wants and he's getting paid a lot of money and I'm sure he's still good at basketball and he shouldn't care what two kids on uh, the Internet have to say uh, from Wisconsin or anybody else for that matter has to say, except for probably whoever's his teammates, his coaches, that type of stuff. Um, that being said, it is, it, you know, it's it's interesting because like we have no connection to these guys and yet you kind of feel let down despite not having a connection to them just because you talk about them and you, and you, you know, you like the player and you want them to do well and you want to defend them against people that bash on them and don't want to buy his cards. And then for that to happen, you know, you take it a little bit personally, even though I shouldn't. Um, So it's, it's interesting cards and stuff is an interesting crossroads between like, not knowing a player at all and yet still feeling kind of let down by by their uh, work ethic. Right. I agree with you. Um, all right. Two more things to end the stream. First one is going to be Ramsey says, what program are you using for tracking these cards? Slabstocks Pro. Pro.slabstocks.com. Type the URL right now into the chat. Uh, you can actually go on there and create a 100% free account. Uh, it's free to track the data, free for any time period. We are doing our best to constantly make improvements. We're, we are rolling out another update here soon. Um, jump on there, create an account, track different cards, and uh, see for yourself, you know, which cards are trending. And I do want to point out to end today's stream because we will be ending it here. Oh, wow. I forgot we have two more slides. Uh, oh, I forgot we put these in here. Just another just another little thing. You know, you can see here the uh, contenders, $199, auto, $40, BGS9510, and then BGS959, $125 Trevor two months later, which is just absurd because Trevor Simeon's been around for a while. Why would you invest? $125 into this guy after Jameis goes down. I mean, yeah, I get it. They beat the Buccaneers, but he didn't exactly play well. Yeah. Um, And then the next one is even more ridiculous. And I just like this because it's... That is a one-of-one yeah. one on top. If you guys are paying attention at home, that is a one-of-one. Of, one. of who? Of For Cooper people not Rush. watching on YouTube. Cooper Rush. Contenders, one-of-one, one, BGS9, auto, $180. A PSA 10 base two months later, three months later, two months later, two months later, sold for $269, almost $100 more for a base PSA 10 
than a BGS nine one of one of this guy. How much do you think this one of one costs? And uh, for comparison, optic super factor gold vinyl sold for four hundred. Buy it now. Wow. Yesterday. Dang. Non auto. That was that was sold for well over fifteen hundred dollars for sure. Two thousand. Like last night, probably was over two thousand. Isn't that insane? It is. Rob, Slapsex Pros the Bomb. Rob, we appreciate that, and thank you for that uh, feedback right there. Uh, like I said, constantly trying to make it better. Definitely more improvements coming down the road. Uh, just doing our best to make it free for everyone, make sports cards accessible for everyone, because we do value that a lot, and making sure it's 100% free for people to use. Uh, I'm going to shout out here, Slapsex Breaks this week. This is what we're looking at. So tomorrow is the soccer stream. We already have one break, so 2018 Tops Chrome Soccer uh, Hobby Champions League. I added 2020 Revolution Soccer Hobby Packs. This is the first Revolution set since 2017. Uh, It is the Premier League set. Ronaldo autographs are in there. Beckham autographs could be in there. Um, And I'm very excited for that. $24 a hobby pack. We also have live on the site a smoking deal of 2021 Topps Chrome Ben Baller Hobby Boxes. We will ship these sealed if you want or rip them live for Nate on Wednesday. Uh, Just drop a note when you're placing the order. And that is far lower than eBay. And then we have 2020 Chronicles football mega boxes as well on the slabsocks.com slash shop. Now I will point out because you all are so great and you are all, all are sticking here and watching this stream today. Um, oops. We just put this post up on Instagram and we want to do something fun where we uh, hid a discount code in this post. Oh, that's um, the one you hid it in. Yeah. Well, son of a gun. There's a discount code hidden inside of this post. The most recent one that we put up on Instagram is for a one-time use only for the code for 10% off in slapsocks.com slash shop. If you take 10% off of those products that we have up there right now, like Ben Baller boxes, if you order all four of those Ben Baller boxes available at 10% off, you would save yourself like well over $100 in total as Nate's logging on to order all the Ben Baller boxes. <laughs> just kidding he's definitely not but uh i'm gonna drop like the link, I'm gonna drop the link like for, this in, for this instagram post i'm not gonna tell you all what the code is but if you do click on the instagram post and zoom in on somewhere on that card you'll find the 10 percent of discount code it's a one-time use only only one person can use it we posted this like an hour ago and no one's used it yet so for you all sitting here watching live someone's gonna get a great deal on those boxes uh i'd recommend you know if you have the ability to uh use on all the boxes you can, given that all those turn into really good deals and um, from that. But uh, that's all we got for today. Rob, thank you for coming. Everyone, need to, I just said that because he said, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in Chicago. But everyone for watching today. Just Rob. Thank yeah, you just for Rob, coming. Wow. Aaron, now, everyone geez. for coming out. Thank you so much for today. I think it was a great discussion. Um, where's the market heading? I think it's a lot of good, good places. I know that I was kind of negative on Panini earlier, but there's a lot to be excited about. I love collecting cards. I love opening Yeah, packs. WWE cards. I love the new WWE deal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, for real, like I do love cards. I do love these sports card shows, shows. I do love meeting you all. I love buying cards, selling cards, doing slab stocks, whatever it is. And a lot to be excited about. Just some things to rag on that we, that we kind of have to, and it's fun too sometimes. So uh, guys, it's a good, it's a good release. It is. It is. It really is. Cause not everything can be, can be great all the time, right? Like we have to point out the cons to things. Otherwise we'd just be sitting here spewing garbage probably the entire time. Yep uh magic thank you as well and thank you everyone for coming including nate even though he was not important to be here today that's true i did say that at the start and i still uh am in agreement with my statement i agree all 100 people are much more important than nate and myself uh 
But anyways, tomorrow, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time for my breaks. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time for Nate's breaks. We've got a lot of exciting announcements coming out soon on the Slab Stocks breaks front. Uh, very excited to put together that plan and release that. It's going to be a great time and uh, hopefully get a lot of you involved. And for now, have a great rest of your, rest of your week, and we will see you all tomorrow. See you guys.